This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. I'm Johnny Hart, and you're listening to the Market Insights Market Pulse podcast. Let's join Oanda Senior Market Analyst in Singapore, Kelvin Wong. Good morning from London, Kelvin, and good afternoon to you, sir. And good morning to you, Johnny. We'll shortly look forward to the week ahead. But first, Kelvin, can we get the latest from the markets where you are? Looks like equities are in a fairly weak position to start the week and uh, gold remains strong. Yeah, precisely. So if you look at right now, the limelight of the market right now is definitely for sure is the geopolitical risk premium that is rising up from this uh, ongoing dedicated and I would say unfortunately complicated situation up from this uh, Iran uh, where we start to see about close to about two weeks uh, there is still no signs of a resolution between Israel and Hamas and right now potentially it could actually impact the wider Middle East region which uh, eventually will implicate oil prices as well. So we start to see oil prices remains actually firm at the start of today's Asia session with the WTI crude oil price uh, still holding above this 20-day moving average uh, for the West Texas crude oil, WTI crude uh, holding at this $88 per barrel. Then also we're talking about gold price as well. So uh, given the fact that uh, gold itself now seems to be like a, a kind of a, a safe haven uh, asset, gold price uh, kind of recovers slightly uh, after a dip down towards the Asia session low today in terms of the XAU slash USD at 1964. Now it's trading back towards 1980 handle. So uh, for sure, uh, is this kind of a call risk aversion or risk of play that is still prevalent uh, right now uh, as we actually uh, talk about the markets and also given the fact that uh, most of the Asia indices is down today the Hong Kong stock market is closed for a holiday but the Nikkei 225 uh, and the uh, Korea uh, Kospi and as well as the Singapore STI all remains in the red negative and this is in line with the S&P 500 and the Nasdaq 100 futures extending in losses uh, now uh, at around negative 0.2 to negative 0.3%. Okay, let's look ahead to the days to come. And we've got the inflation numbers from Australia on Wednesday. And these come off the back of a rather hawkish RBA statement last week. Yeah, so uh, traders will be pretty much paying attention to these numbers, inflation numbers out in Aussie, uh, Aussie land or Australia on this Wednesday. So uh, I'd like to highlight that it's actually two data that's going to be published in terms of the period. So the one that is much more lagging will be the Q3 inflation data. So we talk about Q3. Uh, so so that has already been more than uh, uh, two months back. So this Q3 inflation data, markets is expecting uh, tap down in terms of inflationary pressure, uh, 5.3% year-on-year, that was, that is the expectation, uh, below uh, 6% year-on-year that is printed in Q2. But what's interesting over here is that I will be paying more close attention to the less lagging data, which is the monthly CPI indicator uh, that is kind of being introduced uh, by the uh, government board of uh, this the government agency in Australia not too long ago. So for the month of September, uh, due to what we say that uh, higher energy prices that was seen in two months uh, ago, uh, the consensus right now is expecting a bit a kind of a, a, a minute inflationary pressure resurgence to 5.4% analyzed from 5.2% printed in August. 
So if it turns out as expected in the monthly CPI indicator, that seems to be a, 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 a piece of concern that is uh, pretty much in line with the RBA minutes that is being peppered with a, a slight skew of hawkish vibe among uh, RBA officials that they are still pretty much concerned about elevated uh, inflationary pressure in the uh, Aussie land. So uh, that being said over here is that if you translate it to the market situation uh, right now uh, in terms of the FX market, the movement of this uh, Australia dollar at this point in time, the Aussie versus the USD. So it seems to me that they are kind of pretty much trapped in a sideways range at this point in time due to this uh, potential uh, minor inflationary resurgence that could, could hit back into Aussie land. So do expect more of a sideways range trading environment uh, ahead for this week. Uh, support level to watch will be at 62.90. Then on the upper limit will be 63.55 on the Australia dollar. So that will be the intermediate resistance, which is also uh, correspond to this uh, downward 20-day moving average. And on Thursday, Kelvin, we've got the decision from the ECB. Many are expecting a pause in rates after many months of rises. Yes, yes. So if you look at the current situation right now in uh, Eurozone over here, it's pretty much dedicated. So for sure, if you look at key numbers up from Eurozone in terms of consumer sentiment in Germany, in France, and also the, as a whole in terms of the Eurozone uh, PMI data and services data, on top of that with inflationary, yes, it starts to come down a fair bit, but it's around about 4.3%, uh, but it's still about the halfway mark before hitting that 2% target that ECB desired. So what we could see over here right now is uh, we are still in the we are pretty much in a state of stagflation in Eurozone. And right now, the situation over here is uh, there's a big risk that uh, oil price could actually escalate uh, on the upside much further from here, depending on uh, the various stakeholders that are actually involved uh, in this uh, ongoing Israel-Hamas conflict. So definitely, uh, oil itself could potentially be used as a strategic weapon weapons of choice by respective stakeholders that are evolved uh, for bargaining chips. So let's say if oil price was to actually, I mean, there's, uh, uh, there's still a potential, uh, we call it a uh, 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 odds that oil price could actually further go up north from here where the WTI crude oil could actually hit $100 per barrel in maybe what, two, two to three weeks times, depending on uh, how the situation unfolds in, in Middle East. So that could actually put ECB officials in a very tight spot right now. Because on one hand, yes, they do concern about higher inflate, elevated inflation coming off from this, uh, uh, we call it a tighter oil supply, more on the supply side. But on the demand side over here is uh, we start to see stagflation, uh, we call it fear, starts to creep into the broader economy. That means we're talking about uh, consumer uh, sentiment will be pretty weak, business sentiment will be weak as well. That means that could actually creep up, uh, we call it real economic growth in Eurozone. And not bearing the fact that over here is that uh, if they could remain on the hawkish trajectory for among the ECB, in ECB as a whole, Potentially, that could be pretty much concern of a uh, countries in eurozone that has a weaker physical uh, physical budgetary position, like Italy itself. So uh, the Italian yields has been uh, pretty much widening against the German bonds in the last uh, couple of weeks. So if Lagarde remains pretty much hawkish during the press conference, that could actually escalate Italy yields uh, to actually raise much further versus the German bonds. So that could actually 
put eurozone itself for another round of uh, sovereign bond crisis again very similar to the 2011 uh, unfortunately so i think they got to be walking a very dedicated rope right now in terms of giving uh, policy guidance up from uh, ECB doing so um, traders will be and participants will be walking, watching very closely yep we know that for sure high chance of a pause but what we are going to do, do next I mean what are the hints that uh, ECB will start to actually throw in a towel say that hey we got to actually now concern more about growth rather about elevated inflation so uh pretty much of a tough call to make I believe from the ECB officials probably as well so if you look at from a market's perspective right now right the uh, what we do expect over here is given the fact that of this uh, very uh, dedicated situation we do not see this uh, potentially the euro dollar from uh, surging pretty much high right now because what's interesting of the euro dollar over here is that uh, despite the fact that we know that uh, there is a way call a high chance of a pause rather than uh, what you call it a more hawkish vibe being introduced in uh, by ECB officials the euro dollar has been holding pretty firmly since last week I mean it, it didn't break uh, above the prior week low of 1.0490 and in fact right now it start to trade slightly above the 20-day moving average acting as support at around this 1.0530 so given the fact that over here is that uh, it seems to me that the market uh, uh, pricing of this euro dollar is that uh, FX traders are still uh, having that uh, uh, doubt that uh, ECB uh, President Lagarde she missed keep the old story again that means ie saying that uh, there is still no uh, we call it a uh, hard proof or hard evidence that uh, we may start to call for a cut pretty soon so that actually explain pretty much of the uh, euro dollar pricing right now finally on friday kelvin we've got the pce data from the united states and uh, they are expecting a fall Yes, yes, precisely. So if you look at this uh, PCE data that is due on this coming uh, Friday, uh, the core PCE data, that means that's excluding uh, food and energy uh, market, uh, the consensus is expecting another, uh, uh, what you call it, uh, growth, uh, put away that a growth deceleration from 3.9% uh, year on year in August, uh, expecting to dip down further to 3.7% year on year for September. So that is more or less pretty much baked in for the next week. Uh, FOMC outcome, uh, where the market right now is uh, virtually pricing no rate height to come in so uh, they do expect the fed to actually uh take a pause uh, this time around for the month for next month and the pre the, the the next meeting in december is still live right now that means there's still a, a another uh 20 percent or 30 percent odds of at least a rate uh, a potential rate uh hike by 25 basis point to bring the fed funds rate uh closer to that potential terminal rate of 5.5 percent to 5.75 percent so uh, that actually pretty much uh, seems very similar. So what what we hear from uh, Fed Chair Powell public speech uh, last week, uh, he did also mention that uh, the current uh, uh, hype in this or the current we call it a uh, uh, magnitude of this uh, upward trajectory in the longer term U.S. Treasury yield may have kind of more or less uh, done a bit of what I call indirect. Uh, Federal Reserve Fed Fund high of around 25 basis point, so that could actually be what I call uh, uh, the, the Fed to actually pause for actually uh, this for 
next week meeting. But however, he also still mentioned that the elevated inflationary expectation that going to be uh, coming into spurring into the minds of consumer and business sentiment is still there due to higher oil prices. So that kind of a, uh, a lead to white call market uh, expecting for it to at, at least, uh, we call it, there's still a chance of another hike coming into uh, the December meeting before the 2023 ends. So uh, for sure, definitely everything's right now is in pretty much fluid. Uh, we've got to see how this joyous political risk uh, tension that's going to play out and as well as uh, this uh, ongoing uh, earnings seasons as well uh, because uh, do not forget over here is that uh, US right now is in the heat or the butt of this Q3 earnings uh, 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 reporting season. So uh, pretty much also uh, paying attention to the guardians from key company uh, that is out this week like Apple, Alphabet, Microsoft. Yeah. Calvin Wong in Singapore, thank you very much for joining us today. My pleasure. Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast.